When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, And Nick, uh, there's 25 free agents coming up. um, And free agency obviously starts here, you know, pretty much now. Um, You know, I know there's like certain timelines. I don't know what the, the exact dates on that are right now, but... Uh, free agency uh, is always going on uh, in the NFL. Who are some guys, um, and maybe they're not free agents, but who are some guys that really made you uh, take notice on Sunday uh, heading into what will be obviously a very pivotal offseason? Well, some of the obvious guys are, you know, Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson, uh, for instance, and Latavius Murray. And I want to start there. He's a guy who's been in the game for a long period of time. And usually uh, there is a short period of time from a player standpoint, 3.5 years, that they say that's kind of like the the shelf life for players. And when you think about running backs, running backs usually don't last, you know, 8, 10 years in the league. Adrian Peterson was one of those guys, and he was phenomenal. uh, And he had his moments at the back end of his career. And knowing as though Latavius Murray doesn't have that game-breaking speed, but he still has some uh, juice in the tank. And I like what he displayed over the season, just coming in from the New Orleans Saints. But he was still one of those guys who were leaders on that offensive side of the ball. And in consecutive games, we we saw some of the best of Latavius Murray. And here's a guy, once again, on expiring contract that I hope that the Broncos or whomever comes in here next season as a head coach, they look to bring him back because there's so much value in Latavius Murray and what he brings to this team. I, once again, going back to that Rams game on Christmas, how he stood up for Brett Rippon and kind of put that hand in Dalton Rice in the chest and say, hey, listen, man, we're not going to do that. That That's what you need. I mean, Garrett Bowles, you know, we, we, we talked about it earlier, how he said that they need a coach to come in and instill that kind of discipline and accountability. You have that with some of the players in the locker room and a veteran guy like Latavius Murray. So I would like to see him come back. But, man, uh, that guy continues to impress me. And, and now I'm sounding like Shania Twain here, but uh, it would be great to have him come back next year. Don't impress me much. I yes. That song. yes. <laughs> uh, hashtag bring back Latavius Murray. Get it trending. Yes. Um, our, you're, you're listening to the presidents of the Latavius Murray fan club. Um, you watch Nick, they won't bring him back next year, but every single week we'll just have a dedicated segment to whatever Latavius Murray is doing. Yeah. Uh, but th- they should 1000% bring him back, Nick. And it's not just because he's a good player on the field. Right. And he's, he's right. shown, man, he's defying age at that position. Uh, he's still got some juice. He's shown that the last few weeks of the season. Uh, and I think it's the, the reason they need to bring him back is one, obviously Javante Williams is not going to be healthy to start the year next year. I, I think the expectation of him starting week one uh, are unrealistic. I, I don't think that's going to happen. He's got to have time to recover. You don't want to force him back, especially when he's never had a knee injury like this before. Uh, number two, uh, he's a guy in the locker room that 
I think is pivotal, right? This is a guy that I think brings something. We were just talking about Russell being a leader that maybe the Broncos haven't had. I think Latavius Murray also fits into that same category. Uh, is he a guy that's going to win you a football game on Sunday? Probably not, right? Like he's not going to be uh, a, a guy that just absolutely tears people up week to week. Uh, now he's going to have some good games here to there, but I think he's a guy that wins you games in the locker room by being a veteran presence, a guy that can take a Javante Williams under his wing, uh, even Chase Edmonds, who's you know been in the league a while, but is a younger running back. Um, you know, Marlon Mack. I, I think that those are guys that he can kind of mentor. Uh, and again, he's a guy that I think is someday going to be probably a, a coach. Uh, maybe I don't know where. I, I know he coached some high school ball last year while waiting to get a call, but. Uh, I think he's he's like having another coach in the room. And I think that that's a guy that you want on your team. So uh, I think that those are the reasons why is obviously he helps you on the field in terms of you just need depth at that position because you don't know when Javante is going to be back. Uh, but uh, I think he's also a guy that that, uh, again, is, is a good leader in the locker room. Another guy, Nick, I want to bring up actually two guys that stood out to me and really is the last few weeks. Chase Edmonds. Uh, I think that's a guy, obviously, he's he's back, I believe. Uh, he's got one year left on his deal uh, that he signed, obviously, with Miami. I do think they'll restructure that contract uh, to, to help with the cap situation. But I, I think that he was really impressive in the last few games. I think he gives them a little bit of a different dynamic, kind of a different burst, a guy out of the backfield that's really good. Um, and, and it's kind of a good one-two punch with Latavius. So I expect him to be back next year uh, alongside Latavius. And then the guy on defense, Nick, uh, if there was a uh, if there was a fan club for him, I think we'd also be the presidents of that fan club because we've talked about him a lot, as well as Alex Singleton. Uh, and he is an impending free agent, Nick. And uh, I don't know what those discussions look like. I, again, I think some of these free agent discussions probably don't happen until they obviously get uh, a head coach in there. Uh, but Alex Singleton is a guy that I would 1,000% bring back. Like I said, he had the most tackles, I believe, uh, by a Broncos player since 1992. Uh, that's insane. Uh, and I think he's a smart player. I think he's a guy that, that can do a lot of different things. And again, the way he plays with Josie Jewell, who is going to be back next year, uh, I, I think that that duo is only going to get better the more time they play together. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And if I am part of this uh, committee to interview head coaches, I'm going to ask them those specific questions to see have they done their homework on this particular roster? If you're coming in to take in, take over a team, hopefully you've looked over the roster. Hopefully you know the guys who are on expiring deals and the questions I'm asking them, okay, well, what are you doing with Russell Wilson? Okay, Latavius Murray came in here last year. We know we're going to be without Javante for an extended period of time. Who would you like to bring in? How would you like to deploy those particular guys? And let's go on the defensive side of the ball. Are you bringing back Jero Evero as your defensive coordinator? If you're not, who are you bringing in? And also Alex Singleton had a phenomenal year defensively. No, he doesn't fit uh, the poster board of what the NFL linebackers look like today, but he was effective, right? And then that's what you're looking for. You're looking for guys who can come in, who are smart, who are leaders, who are effective, uh, guys who are, are grinders. And, and Alex Singleton has definitely been a grinder. Just looking at, how he came into the league. And then, George, I, I'll be honest, maybe there's a little uh, bias here because, uh, I mean, the same way that Alex Singleton came into this league is the same way that I pretty much had came into this league. And I know what people have said about Singleton 
as a linebacker coming in from Philly, oh, he's just a special teams guy. He's not going to be a mainstay on this defense, but his uh, production on the field just speaks volumes for him. So these are the questions that the next head coach will have to answer. And it's going to be a crazy uh, offseason because the Broncos have to go ahead and solidify this head coaching position because you don't want to roll deep into February and you don't, you know, having not looked at this roster to think about which guys you're bringing in and putting your own list together of guys that you would like to see in the Broncos uniform in 2023. I was just about to ask, Nick, I think that's a good point. What are some of those questions um, that you would ask the head, the next head coach in these interviews as these get underway over the next couple of weeks? What are some of the questions you're asking these coaches? Well, the, 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 the first thing I would ask them is like, okay, well, our offensive line has not performed well over several years. Uh, Tom Compton was brought in here. He wasn't healthy. That was an issue. Billy Turner was brought in here. Wasn't uh, really beneficial. And the Broncos have yet to fill that right tackle position with someone who can be a cornerstone to the offense. So what are you going to do? What are your plans to do with uh, this, this offensive line? Because we have a first-round draft pick. Is that the direction that you're going to go? Are there some veteran offensive linemen that you feel really fit your system uh, that you feel that you can bring in here? And who's going to be your offensive line coach? Now, the, the word is that the Broncos are planning on, or, or, or yeah, they're planning on interviewing Mike Munchak. I don't know if that's going to happen, but the idea is if you don't interview him as a head coaching uh, candidate, which they did several years ago, would these incoming prospects at head coach would they be open to saying, okay, listen, we want you to bring in one guy we believe that can help our offensive line, and it's Mike Munchak, right? And, and in some cases, that could be a deal breaker, but that, that's going to be the first thing I can start with because if you want to help out Russell Wilson, it is fixing the offensive line first, and then we get into the realm of discussion, the scheme itself. Yeah, I think those are all valid questions. I, I think, obviously, you're going to ask, you know, what does your staff look like? You know, every single position I, I would, I would, if, you know, if, if, if I'm asking the questions, I want to know every single position uh, coach that, that you want to hire and, and why, uh, you know, I, I want to know things like, you know, what are your meetings look like? Um, you know, what does, uh, you know, your, your scheme look like those sorts of things. And, and I also want to know, how do you plan on leading a group of men? Uh, you know, if you're interviewing Jim Harbaugh, how do you uh, get back to, or what's the differences from leading the 49ers to Michigan, right? And how are you going to get back to the way that you did it with the 49ers versus Michigan? Because we all know, uh, you know, leading a group of college players is a lot different than leading a group of, of uh, NFL players, right, Nick? Uh, like, it's not the same, um, you know, situation. And, and obviously, there's been a lot of coaches, college coaches that have made the jump to the NFL that didn't, that weren't successful. Jim Harbaugh is not one of them. Uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, if I'm asking him, I, I kind of want to know what's the secret to that. But uh, you know, Sean Payton, you know, why'd you step away, uh, you know, from from the Saints, uh, and why do you all of a sudden want to get back? You know, what was the reason behind <laughs> that? Um, you know, I think that's a question, right? Um, you know, it is. It is a legitimate question because when you look at what Sean Payton did to the Saints, I mean, he drove up their salary cap. He overpaid for Taysom Hill. Things got out of hand. Drew Brees retired. He realized he wasn't going to have a guy that he can count on at the quarterback position. 
So he abruptly entered into retirement only to sit out to wait for this particular perfect storm that has been created right away. Right. That's brilliant, brilliant on his part. But if yeah. And then, you know, I'm sure these coaches will have, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure these coaches will have some questions for, for, for the ownership too. Obviously this is their first time going through it. I'm sure Dan Quinn's going to be like, uh, why didn't you hire me last year? Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, so it, again, I, I think it'll be really interesting. Nick, before we get out of here, uh, here in a few minutes, are there any, I mentioned it earlier, are there any guys that are not on the list that you think should be on the list? I know that there's some young uh, first-time head coach candidates out there. Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, is getting a lot of interviews. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, who the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, I believe right. he interviewed for the Broncos last year. I thought Frank Reich might have been on there. Obviously, the Colts' former head coach, Leslie Frazier, the Bills' defensive coordinator. Any, anybody out there that you're like, man, I, I would interview that guy? Well, there's one guy that uh, is out there, probably won't get an interview, but uh, based on what the team was able to do, and that's Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. I mean, the Detroit Lions went in, and uh, they were going to score a lot of points, but they they did hand the Green Bay Packers a, a loss, knocking them out the, uh, of the playoff contention. But you just kind of look at how that offense has really changed around. Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift being able to get that offensive uh, run game on track. But the biggest thing was uh, Jared Goff. When he left the Los Angeles Rams, everyone pretty much left him for dead. But he seemed to have revitalized his career with the Detroit Lions. So, I mean, having a guy that worked closely with him to say, okay, well, if you can help Jared Goff now regain some uh, of that luster that, that he apparently lost in the minds of some people, well, what do you think that that type of offensive coordinator would do for Russell Wilson. I'm not saying that it's a perfect match, but it raises the question. If you could do something like that with one quarterback, maybe you could do something like that with a more experienced veteran quarterback. I love Ben Johnson. I think he would be a great hire somewhere. Um, so I'm on board with that. I would, I would give him an interview. Um, I also like Shane Steichen with the Eagles, but again, I think that the first year head coach situation is just one the Broncos. I don't know if they can do, uh, again, and Nick, uh, here's one more question for you, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Texans and Cardinals also fired their head coach, so they enter the coaching carousel here. Uh, I believe that leaves us with uh, what is it? Colts, Texans, Cardinals, Broncos, uh, Panthers. Is that it so far? Yeah, that, I think that's it so far. Now, don't, the Rams, don't, maybe. Don't think like Brandon Staley is safe now. I don't think so either. Um, He's safe. If they get, you know, let's say they get blown out by the Jaguars, or even if they just lose to the Jaguars, I think there's a chance they 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 cut they cut him loose. Obviously, the Rams situation seems to be up in the air with Sean McVay. Uh, I think that's it, Nick. I I don't know. Um, you know what's Tampa Bay gonna do? I know there's been some questions there. I think Tampa Bay is gonna go beat the Cowboys on on Monday. Uh, so I think you know uh, who who's the head coach there? Todd Bowles, right? Todd Bowles. Uh, uh, you know, I I think that. He's probably safe. I, I don't think there's any other any other ones out there. I mean, the Cowboys aren't going to fire McCarthy, I don't think. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that those are it. But of those, Nick, uh, where do you think the Broncos are in terms of attractiveness? I, I still feel as though the team is uh, definitely attractive. When you look at the last two games and the fact that this team did not uh, give up, to me that's still attractive to any guy coming in. You still have Russell Wilson who shows signs of uh, – he has not kind of deteriorated 
and appreciate he still can make plays. Then you have a young guy in Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, you know, scored his first touchdown since uh, week four. And you, you, you think about the idea of bringing about Tim Patrick. So this team is still a team that any coach would want to say, hey, listen, I want that job. I know most people are saying no because you don't you have a first round pick, but it's kind of uh, based on how well the San Francisco 49ers continue to uh, produce. But to me, th- this team has the bones of being uh, a great team moving forward. And then you got great ownership. They show by spending 400K on the field for one game that uh, money is not uh, an object. So to me, you're in the best situation here because the one thing, e- even if at some point, let's say you get fired as a head coach and all head coaches get fired, they have deep pockets, the owners do, to pay you whatever you want. So you get a five-year contract worth 15 and $20 million a year. So that's enough to uh, pay for uh, any kind of rehab for your pride if you were to get fired. Yeah, I think you you nailed it, Nick. I think one of the reasons why this job is one of the most attractive ones is the ownership group. Uh, they are, are willing to give you every single resource. They're probably going to pay you a lot of money too. Uh, and, and I think that that makes it really attractive. I think the roster also does – now, I think that I don't know if it's the most attractive. It kind of depends on your preference, right? Like right. It, th- there's there's certain places like if you go to Arizona, you'll probably be a head coach GM type uh, of coach, right? Because they also let their their GM go. So I think that they're looking for that kind of, you know, uh, you know, Sean Payton type of of coach where he's the GM and he's the head coach. Right. Uh, I think that the Texans are an attractive job for maybe a young coach because they're going to get, you know, you know, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whatever quarterback, right? And you're going to have a rookie and you're going to have time to develop him and turn him into something, right? Uh, now, if the Chargers job comes open, right, that probably becomes one of the most attractive ones because you get Justin Herbert and you get, you know, a star-studded defense that uh, really should be playing better than it is right now. So I think that there's there's preferences there, but these people that are saying the Broncos job isn't attractive because Russell Wilson isn't good or or they have new ownership. Like, I think that's, it's the reverse. I think it's, oh, I have Russell Wilson, a nine-time Pro Bowler. He had right. one bad season. The reality is he's probably going to get better. He can't be worse, right? Uh, and two, the new ownership group, I think, is their biggest asset. So uh, I think it's going to be really interesting, Nick. I think it's an attractive job. I like the six candidates they have right now. It'll be interesting to see if they add any more. Um, I think they might add a couple more. We'll see. Uh, but interviews are going to start going on, Nick, uh, and it's going to be a busy, busy week. Uh, that's it for for this podcast. I don't believe we'll have another one this week, Nick, uh, but starting next week, we'll be doing Tuesday, Thursday, every single week this offseason. Uh, and so we will um, we will we will talk to you guys then. Right. I'm sure we'll find out more. Uh, I know there's there's some more uh, stuff coming out there right now. Raheem Morris is interviewing January 17th, according to Albert Breer. Uh, that was just reported, Nick. So. I'm sure all these guys are going to start doing some of these interviews and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of break it, uh, you know, into some more of these, more of these, these candidates, break them down uh, and get to, to some of the details about each of them, um, you know, next week. But thanks to everybody for listening. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends and we will see you guys next week talking more about the Broncos search.